I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Well, hello everyone, and you join us here today to help us out with a little bit of a conundrum. We have seen uh, in the comments and generally online that there are a few watches out there that are pretty popular that have actually been called out as being overrated. So we decided to play devil's advocate and uh, pitch each other a selection of those watches one at a time and take sides on the pros and the cons to see if we can't get to the bottom of it. Uh, Tom, I'm going to start off with a watch for you. This watch, the first watch of this selection, is massively overrated. It is the Omega Speedmaster Moonwatch. What do you think about that? Right. Okay, I see what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I think overrated is a little bit unfair. I think um, overmilked by Omega might be what you're thinking of. <laughs> the teat runneth dry. <laughs> um, the, th- the thing is, it's when your CV says been to the moon, I mm. think that's, you kind of have to just say fair enough, don't you? It's it's something fun to talk like like the pen that writes upside down that the astronauts use. That's fun, isn't it? It's not overrated. It's just that's just a fun pen. Is it the best pen? Maybe it is. Is the Speedmaster the best watch? Yeah, I think it probably is as well because it's been to the moon and you haven't. <laughs> when uh, Buzz Aldrin took those uh, second comes right after first steps on the moon. Uh, mind-bending, world-changing. But now, you know, he's getting on a bit and he still wears hats with moon stuff on and things like that. And it just seems a little bit sad. Um, And I think the same has happened with the Omega Speedmaster Moonwatch. Yeah, it went to the moon. It really did a long time ago. And now, what is it really? It doesn't doesn't wind itself. It, It looks a bit dated. It hasn't moved on. There's no ceramic. There's no silicon. It's barely keeping... It's it's just about holding on to, to relevance. It's overrated. The, I, I don't... I think the moon is still relevant. It's still as magical and majestic and remote as it's ever been. And I think until, until the moon is accessible, I think the moon watch will still be a magical watch as well. The moon will never die, but you will. <laughs> Let's go back to the moon. It's great. The moon is brilliant. And do you know what? We'll probably take a different watch because do you know why? This watch is done. 
is finished. You don't mean all that stuff though, do you? Come on. <laughs> I'm playing devil's advocate. It's a great watch. It is a, it is a fantastic watch. And I, I would dearly like one of the, the newest ones in my collection. If only they did the Hesselite front with the sapphire back, that'd be great. But do you know what? Some of it is overrated. I think the hype for the Moonwatch has become so great. And the fact that Omega bangs on about it and space and the moon and sparkly moon gold and whatever it was, it's it's elevated the status of the watch way beyond really what the physical thing is. And what that creates is a sense of disappointment when you meet your heroes in person. And it really shouldn't do. It went to the moon. It's a great watch. Let's not bang that drum any harder or it's going to break. Sure. But do you know what? I think we could probably preface this entire conversation with the fact that they're all overrated, aren't they? <laughs> We're not even going to talk about Rolex and Patek Philippe because, you know, that's a given. Yeah, they're overrated watches. We all know that. I don't know why there's so much fervour around the Nautilus. Why, why do people love that watch so much? It's like a mini stainless steel maxi pad with those little <laughs> wings. Why do people... Tom, 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 Tom. Sorry, what? Tiffany Blue, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is, yeah, that is worth the hype. Take, take your brand. It doesn't matter which brand. Tiffany Blue. You would step on your own grandmother's face to get a Tiffany Blue any other watch. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. It's the best colour around. Cool. So, Speedmaster. Overrated. Yeah. In the comments. Fight me. <laughs> Go on, Tom. Uh, I, I brought you the Moonwatch as an overrated watch, as called out by the comments. Your turn. Well, the next one I'm going for is um, New Kid on the Block. How can how can this possibly be overrated when it's so new? The Furlan Mary. No. Yeah. No, no. It's a lovely looking watch. Yeah, sure. I'll, gi- I, yeah, I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think the buzz is unfounded. Okay. Sure, you might tout it as a Patek Philippe for 400 bucks. Yep. And it's got some lovely kind of vintage vibes and stylings. Yeah, yeah. But here's the thing, right? So, um, Furl and Mary, now, uh, oh, you know how I love a little bit of marketing fluff. There's a doozy on <laughs> Furl and Mary's website. Um, so, let's talk fluff for a bit. Go on. Ephemeral references, yeah? Mm. In order to provide an optimal customer experience and be closer to our community, we aim to tell ephemeral stories about all our products. Thanks to this, we can focus on the product in question and its world at a specific time. Each story, brackets, equals technical development, will therefore be produced for a certain time. Okay. So, I, th- so I, think, what, <laughs> I think what they're saying is, Furl and Mary doesn't have models, it has stories. So a story equals a technical development equals a watch, right? So their first story is the Mecha Quartz story. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Mecha Quartz movement having you know, the mechanical sweep of a second's hand, but also a quartz battery. But now here's the thing. Dan Henry already did this. It's a 1937 dress chronograph with a mecha quartz movement. And it looks almost identical. The bisected dials, subdials, all those meters, blued hands. And it's available. (laughs) That's the main thing. I mean, maybe that's what the hype is about the Furl and Mary. People love a watch that they can't get hold of. Um, and it's about 170 quid cheaper. Are you done? Are you done? Yeah, go on. What, so, so please explain that to me. 
Well, all the marketing fluff aside, unless there's some sort of obligation that you have to repeat it when someone asks you what it is you're wearing, <laughs> I think we can probably put that to one side. And I very much agree with you. That That is the talk of, uh, of, of, of an overrated brand. But the Dan Henry, I don't know if you've ever experienced it, but it's just not quite there. It's great. It's a lovely watch. And for that price, all good. But when you handle one and when you handle the other, the Dan Henry, the proportions are just a little bit off. The quality is just a, a little bit off. For me, what Ferlin Mary gives you, or did give you when you could buy one, is the next step up in that visual polish that you don't really get to enjoy this side of watches like a Patek Philippe on, upon which it's, it's based. I will give you this though. I think selling limited runs of watches is naughty overrate bait yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It, that that fear of missing out not being able to buy it because there's only a selection of them but do you know what it's a bit like when we title videos something 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 clickbait because it works mm. and as long as the product is good at the other end can you really blame them if i said to you here's a way you can make more money would you turn it down? Go on. <laughs> I, I don't have any ways of making money. I'm sorry to mislead you like that. Uh. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, the, the limited run is, it's, mind you, whenever I see that, I just am immediately crestfallen and go, huh, oh well, moving on. Even if I'm, even if I'm the first person to view that watch. <laughs> limited run of 500, five, 499 left. I'll be like, nah. It's too risky. I don't want to get my hopes up. By the time I go and get my wallet out of my other trousers and find yeah. the right card that's still in date, it'll be sold, so I won't bother. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I, I get put off in the same way. I just think I'm not going to buy into the, the hype and the fervour and the clamour to, to buy something before anyone else does and get swept up with it. But yeah. the product itself, the actual product, is good. Yeah, I know what you're saying the, about the Dan Henry as well. It, 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 I, there is a little bit of crunchiness to the images, and I was just going to give that the benefit of the, of the doubt. You know, maybe their product photography is not quite on par, and it can stand toe to toe with the Mecca Court story. But it just stresses to me the importance of photography. Come on, brands, please just get really, really nice images of your f watches. <laughs> it will yeah, make the, people want to buy them more. The Dan Henry is hiding behind something a little bit there, but it's but it is worth mentioning that they are cheaper. So of mm. course, of course, you're going to get a slightly inferior product. And for many people, the difference between the two is probably not worth it. No. But for some people, they will see the Ferlin Mary and go, "Actually, that's a nice experience. It's the watch is great. It's it's the the buzz around it, the brand building that they have actually done pretty well. They have crafted this pretty well, but that is overrated." Yeah, I suppose we shouldn't fault them that. They've done well to, you know, that's their goal, isn't it? To create buzz around their brand. It's probably not for us to say <laughs> it doesn't deserve it. <laughs> yeah, you, you show me a better way to do it in such a short period of time. Yeah. And then also someone else who's done that whilst also maintaining a good product. It's fair, it's fair play. Fair enough then. All right, we'll give that one a pass. Yeah, I'll tell you what is overrated though. Go on. The Seiko Alp, Alpinist. Alpinist? Alpinist. Do you say overrated or unpronounceable? I don't know, but I just don't I don't like I don't even like the word. I see a lot of suggestions for this watch 
to people who are asking, what watch should I buy for the first my first luxury watch? I don't get it. No, yeah, it's a weird one to point to. Out of all of Seiko's offerings, that's the one that you would suggest. I mean, it does have a nice muddy green colour, which is very in right now. So um, there's that. <laughs> yeah, but... Oh, uh, a crown for setting the time. Sorry, did you say crowns? Do you want another one? Oh, uh, uh, sure. Um, you know you know when you try and take all your rubbish to the bin in one go or you try and bring all your shopping in in one go and there's that one extra thing you're trying to balance and it just doesn't work. Yeah. That's the second crown on the Seiko Alpinist. Yeah, it, it, it does seem... It seems quite fussy, doesn't it? Like, there's quite a lot going on. Like, they... Um, no one said, cool it, in the design phase and they just kept adding extra features to it. You're supposed to be defending this. Oh, am I? Yeah. Oh, right. Uh, how dare you blast Seiko? <laughs> Everything they do is genius and affordable for the everyman. Performance, reliability. Oh, oof. I, oh, I ought to swing for you. Hold, hold back. Hold back your rage. Um, because it's got a Cyclops as well. Cyclops, everyone's favourite feature from a Rolex. So can't fault that. Yeah. And it's got cathedral hands, and it's got gold markers, and a really busy outer chapter ring with compass directions and second markers. There's so much going on. The Homer. It's just the Homer. (laughs) Yeah, in fact, you're doing a terrible job of standing up for this watch, but it is. it It feels like a watch that was designed by committee over email, and none of them ever actually got to see it until it turned up on their doorstep their little box and because they'd all been so committed to making the thing no one owned up no one fessed up to the fact that it was actually an ugly duckling never ever to be reborn as something pretty yeah it's a bit of a jumble let it be said that seiko is a fantastic brand that does fantastic things for the affordability of high quality automatic and mechanical watches uh just not that one please you do one okay well um if you ragging on seiko made everyone mad now get this the casio (laughs) f91w oh that's a punch in the childhood you can't say that everybody's favorite everybody's favorite everyone seems to have a, a personal connection to this watch don't they yeah of course i mean i remember just having one i don't remember how i got it i think every child is born with one or at least issued one at birth. <laughs> yeah, definitely issued one, yeah. I remember being devastated when I got the tiniest little scratch on the crystal. Yeah, and not being able to figure out how to turn the alarm off when it went off in assembly. <laughs> yeah, because one of your friends had sneakily set it. Yeah. But this watch, obviously, it's it's an evergreen watch, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. It's timeless. It's still around, it's unchanged, it's still only 10 quid. It's indestructible. The battery lasts a hundred years. Yeah. Or, or seven, if you're more accurate with the details. <laughs> Wait, am I? I'm against this watch, aren't I? You're supposed to be. Yeah. I'm getting confused. Right. Okay. Right. So here's the thing. So um, I just want to just do a little bit of story time for a second, because um, there's this um, story that Mark Kermode, the um, film critic, told. I heard this a long, long time ago, and um, I'm paraphrasing, and I may have completely got it wrong and even missed the point, but it's still, it's stuck with me, and I'm going to just recall it here for you now. So Mark Hermo told this story about a um, council worker who went to a dilapidated housing estate in Manchester, Mm -hmm. 
and he was doing an inspection or talking to the residents there. Uh, he asked, he spoke to one of the residents and he asked them, how's it going? How, how's, how's your accommodation? And they said, oh yeah, it's great, thanks. Thanks for asking. And the council worker replied, you do know you don't have a front door. Your front door's missing. And the tenant replied, oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 sure. And the council worker said, you should have a front door. We'll sort you out with one. And the tenant replied, oh yeah, that would be nice. So, And the resident just sort of forgot that he should have a front door and that's something that we should all have. Um, yeah. But Mark Kermode was telling this story in relation to how Hollywood blockbusters have become really crap and we've all just accepted it in the same way that people living in Manchester have accepted living without front doors. <laughs> yeah. So now what I'm saying is we've been so battered by the luxury watch industry. We're used to the fact that iconic timepieces are expensive and un- unobtainable and that an affordable watch like a Casio F91W with character and good heritage is the most amazing thing in the world when really... It's just a front door or a good action movie that makes sense. And, you know, it shouldn't be rare. It should just be standard. But instead, it stands out like this kind of ragtag, scrappy little champion, the people's champion, in amongst all these, you know, snooty, shiny, polished, rich kids. But it's just a watch. It's just a little plastic digital watch. It's not... It doesn't have the heart of a lion. It's not, you know... (laughs) It's not, it's not E.T., it's not your friend from your childhood, it's just a little inanimate plastic watch. So you're saying that we have been so desensitised to nonsense that when we look back to the thing that just ticked the boxes and was a very ordinary product, that now we see it with an entirely recalibrated mind that is to say this thing is fantastic because it does the bare minimum. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're looking back with rose-tinted specs and because now we've got black eyes, we've got... Beaten around the face with so many shiny things. A one-two combo from Rolex and Patek. <laughs> I think you're being mean. I think it's such a fantastic gateway for many a, a youngster, even today. And you think how kids are spoilt with iPads and techno gadgets and all of that. Yeah. And the idea to me of having the Casio F91W and that being the iPad that I had at the time, the gadget, the toy. Okay, do you know what? Maybe that is overrated. Maybe that is rose-tinted. Maybe the real trick is showing it to a youth of today if we can get them to look away from their iPad for more than five seconds, wave that under their nose and see what they think. They'll probably shrug their shoulders and swear at us because that's what kids do now, isn't it? What's that, Waltman? (laughs) Get out of my face, Grandad. (laughs) I'm only 35. I'm going to let you have that. You're, you're not going to let me have it? No, I'm going to let you have that. I think okay. you're right. I okay. think it's overrated. But I think for the people to whom it means something, that's fine. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, I love it. Yeah, me too. What what, be- what else can you spend 10 quid on and get so much joy from? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, fair enough. Um, hopefully, if... Well, if that if that's not upset people enough, and if the past... <laughs> the past overrated selections haven't upset people enough uh i'm going to kick you in the proverbials with this one tom for our last overrated watch of this discussion and perhaps our last ever discussion depending on how well this all goes down i'm going to give you uh from japan from grand seiko the snowflake 
I'm just going to turn into Donald Sutherland at the end of Invasion of the Body Snatchers now. Um, Because what you've just said is a sin. Well, here are three things then. I'm going to tell you three things and I dare you to dispute them. One, the snowflake is too big. Uh, They're all too big. (laughs) Two, it's too light. That's nice. You don't tire as easily. (laughs) I'm sure that's what they had in mind. Three, the power reserve is on the dial. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that. That's an annoyance. Those are three pretty major problems with this watch. And you know what? Do you know what? Seiko, Grand Seiko, agrees with me. Because every other watch they've made since, that's been very, very popular does not have those things. They've gone smaller, they've removed the power reserve, and they've not made them out of titanium. But the dial texture, Andrew, the dial texture. Oh, yeah, that's lovely. And the Zeratsu polishing. Zeratsu. That's lovely. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. And that's why they've taken those things and they've put them on other watches, but with those other things fixed. Overall, this watch is flawed. Don't you ever get it, though, when you're sort of... you're working away or you're doing your bits or whatever and then you go hang on a minute how much power have I actually got left on my watch <laughs> and you, you look down and you go oh it's still full because it's an automatic watch let, let me get this straight Zeratsu love it yeah Snowflake the dial love it Spring Drive brilliant I rate it <laughs> that I rate I rate that I rate that but when you add 41 millimeters titanium and power reserve then it becomes overrated other than the power reserve I don't think you've got a leg to stand on you don't think it's too big? No. It, it, in, ref- in relation to what? Uh, your wrist. They're all too big. The main problem with it is, is that the lugs go, they go too far. 41 millimetres you could probably get away with, but the lugs, they just, they keep on reaching. They keep on going around. They almost touch at the other side of your wrist. They're so long. But the Zeratsu polishing, Andrew. There's, yeah. No, there are many other Grand Seikos with which I can buy the Zeratsu polishing. It's just... Do you know what? This this watch is a is an absolute benchmark, pinnacle piece of history for Grand Seiko. The the moment at which everything came together. Yeah. The revitalization of a brand that was once defunct, that wasn't needed anymore, came back to say, look, do you know what? The Japanese can make watches as well, if not better than everyone else. Look at this: new materials, new uh, techniques, new finishes, new spirit. And it really won a load of people over. But that was then. Let's leave that back with the Moonwatch. Let's move on. Do you think then it it needs to stick around because it's the poster child for Grand Seiko? But if you peek around it, you know, there's way more better stuff. But I think what it is, it's sort of emblematic of Grand Seiko. It, yeah, absolutely. One day when you're very old and your your grandchild is sat on your knee and you say to them, I remember when Grand Seiko came back for the second time. And you'll talk to them about the the snowflake and how that changed the face of watchmaking, how it changed people's attitudes to just being focused on Swiss and that Far Eastern watches could be incredibly impressive. But even Grand Seiko itself has moved on. They've done other watches since that overall offer a better package of uh, styling, really, because that's where this thing sits a little bit awkward. What I'm really waiting for is is when they let go of the snowflake enough to allow that dial texture in that colour exist in a 40mm watch that doesn't have a power reserve 
and has a, uh, a slightly more form-fitting case. Yeah. And until that happens, it will the original Snowflake will remain overrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what if they did do that? That would still that would eventually become overrated, wouldn't it? Or would it? When it when is the when is the rotation justified? Is what I want to know. <laughs> and on that absolute bombshell of a mystery, <laughs> before we put our foot in it even more, um, I think we're going to call it. People, put your thoughts in the comments below. Let us know what watches you think are overrated. Let us know what you think of these watches. And, uh, and of course, do bear in mind that we do love all of these watches very, very much. Um, and that we are in jest. Yeah, we're just joking and none of this matters. <laughs> well, th- that's a very serious point, isn't it? None of this matters, what we're saying. Because if you like it, that's the only reason you need to buy it. And until next time, while we... Um, while we dust ourselves off have a good one bye 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 when you make decisions for your company you look for the no-brainers If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.